Hello, welcome back to Girls Gone Healthy. I'm really excited for today's episode. Today, we're talking all about movement is medicine because a lot of the times we're almost told the opposite, you know, when you're injured, when you're stressed, when you're anxious, when you're like feeling all these things, it's like, oh, just rest, just rest. And what if we actually need the opposite, right? Like movement is good for so many things. And so that's what we talk with Tatiana about today. We go into her story with injury and how she now focuses on corrective exercise, but also just why everyone needs movement. So I think that you will get a lot out of this. So I hope that you enjoy. Hey guys, today we are joined by Tatiana and she's a New York City based trainer and teaches her signature program, Move Better, and her own app, Training with T. She was a dancer, cheerleader, volleyball player, and now she's been a coach since the age of 17. So she spreads the importance of moving better and using movement as medicine. I'm so happy that you're here with us today. Thank you, Emily. I'm really excited. Yeah, so I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about yourself and how you ended up becoming a personal trainer at the age of 17. Yeah, so, um, well, I started coaching at 17 and then I became a personal trainer later on, but coaching was just so easy and it was definitely like my safe zone. I feel like it molded me into the coach that I am now, but I did start like before we even started recording, we were talking about like what we, we were doing. So um, I was a dancer, cheerleader, and I played volleyball and I was using uh, kickboxing as like my cross train. So as an athlete, when you're younger, like you have that like one lane that you're thinking about, like, how can I get stronger? How can I get better? Like every, all the outside stuff didn't really matter. It was all about our game. And um, I feel like once you have that athlete's mindset, it's, it's going to take you a long way. And I did that for how long, like all of high school. And I did a lot of competitive stuff. I did um, CYO volleyball, uh, all-star cheerleading. So I get to college and that's exactly what I did. I was like, you know, what am I going to do in college? Like, I don't want to study. I want to like move. So I became a college cheerleader. I was captain my second year, which was really cool. And then I transferred out and became a dancer. So um, I did some college dancing for a college dance team. And I feel like at that point, I didn't know where my identity was anymore. So I was like, I feel like athletics was kind of like represented me and I wanted to become a physical therapist. So that was like my goal. I was like, it only makes sense for me to become a physical therapist. I mean, that's what a lot of these athletes do too. They're like, yeah, I'll just work in like sports medicine, athletic training, physical therapy. And I didn't get into PT school, which was heartbreaking. I was so upset. I was depressed for months. And I was like, wait, I have this bachelor's degree in nutrition and exercise science. Why aren't I doing anything with it? So I was like, you know what, let me become a trainer. I'll save money and then I'll apply to PT school. So, you know, like when you're like, yeah, 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 I'm going to save money. I spent all my money on Lululemon leggings. <laughs> I spent all my money at SoulCycle and I ended up really falling in love with fitness and I ended up falling in love with coaching. Yeah, because you kind of were trying to stay in that athlete arena of like, okay, I can become a physical therapist. How can I stay involved? How can I like maintain this identity that I have around fitness? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it started at such a young age that I can't even imagine myself doing anything else like this. Like anyone talks to me, my accountant, when she talks to me, I'm like, what? And she was like, okay, let's say as a trainer, this client has this, this, and this. I was like, you're speaking my language. Now I can understand you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you're like, okay, let's relate this back. <laughs> yeah, like anything fitness. Yeah. Yeah, but that's awesome. So you kind of were already thinking about 
corrective exercise and things like that from your interest in becoming a physical therapist. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I was so intrigued by it. I think it was um, really important that we were just taking care of our body. And when was my first injury? My first injury, it's, it's a common ankle sprain. And it was like during a cheerleading, I was like, oh, I was messing around. I did like a straddle and I, and I fell weird on my ankle. And I would go to the PTs, um, the athletic trainers. And I was like, guys, this is kind of like really cool. Like, I mean, I healed my, I lied to my trainers, like athletic trainer. I'm like, yeah, my ankle's fine. I want to compete. Like my ankle was not fine. And um, I just wanted to really understand how to rehab the body. Yeah. So now that's kind of your main focus with some of your programs, like move better. So what exactly is corrective exercise? So corrective exercise is for those people who, got out of PT and they needed a trainer and they just need that more corrective approach. So let's say it could be simply like how you're squatting. And if you're, are you shifting to one side when you're squatting? Like what is the muscle imbalance there and how can we adjust it? Or if you're um, pregnant and your belly's coming out, right? Your belly's coming out. Now this anterior pelvic tilt, you're sticking your butt out, your hands are behind your back. Like everything feels really heavy. So you're compensating. So understanding what muscles do we need to lengthen and then what muscles are shortened. So um, just, it's a lot of like assessments. I like completely nerd out. I love like assessing the body. Like even when people walk down the street and I'm like, oh my gosh, I would create this program and do this, this, and this to them. And they need a lot of corrective exercise for rolling their shoulders down and back. You know, our posture is everything, especially since we are spending so much time working from home. So um, corrective exercise is exactly that. Like we're really focusing on, you know, all the muscle imbalances that are happening to our body. We all have them. Um, no one's ever going to be perfect, but you know, being proactive about it is important. Okay. So it's less of a specific movement and it's more the form that you're doing these movements Absolutely, yes. and what your focus is. Okay. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense. So it's not like, you know, you're like looking for these certain exercises in order to rehab, but it's like, okay, how can you start kind of trying to level out those imbalances. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I know that kind of your motto is like moving better. So what is the difference between moving and moving better? So we are all blessed that we're all able to move, right? We can get up, we can walk over to the door, we can walk out of the house. But the way you move, are you, you're not lifting your feet up. What's your gait like? Are you like ruffling, ruffling your feet against the ground? Are your shoulders rounding back? Like, are you hunched over, you know, um, any movement? You know, I say this a lot about like the pregnant ladies because um, I am pre and postnatal certified. So I love combining those two together. Is that when you take your baby and you put it into the crib, are you rounding your spine and like hunched over? Or are you actually giving me a hinging position? Um, when you squat down, is it really bad form? Do you ever feel like when you're coming down to tie your shoe and you're like, oh my gosh, this actually feels kind of funny on my back. So making sure that yes, we all know how to move, but how can we move better? Yeah. Do you think that with people's background in athletics, there are some things that, you know, they just pick up because they're like, oh, this was really good for my sport. But now it's like, okay, maybe we need to untrain that. Oh, that's a really great question. So I think one, athletes are probably the best people to train because they, one, they don't ask like any questions. They do what they're told and they have really, really great um, muscle awareness and body awareness. But um, I'm learning some things. No. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Just cause like, I know, for example, like a lot of rowers will end up having bad backs. So it's like, okay, if you're used to, you know, being in this rowing boat all the time, then it's like, well, now you're going to a desk job where you're sitting all the time. And there's just, oh yes. Yeah. These things that it's like, okay, maybe this isn't the best <laughs> for an aching back, things like that. 
Yeah. Yeah. I love that, that combo, but yeah, like if you're an athlete, you're a D one athlete and you, you end up working at a desk job, you're like, your body's probably going into shock and you've been focusing on one side of the muscle, right? The entire time, unless you were training your core as well, but, um, retraining the muscle is really important. Yeah. So you know, a lot of people that are going into fitness are like, oh, like I want to be active and I want to work out more, but like my like weak knees are preventing me or, you know, like that bad back that we're talking about. Is there something that they should be looking for in their exercises or certain movements? Um, so I love hearing that people say I have weak knees and it's not true. Um, so people listening, if you say you have weak knees, you don't have weak knees. You know, our knee is a bone. So we have to really focus on the muscle groups around it. So the front part of your knee, uh, front part of your leg and the back side of your leg. So my biggest suggestion for anyone who's starting with fitness is record yourself. Like prop your phone up. If you have a tripod, God bless you. Great. You can put, put it up and see how your form is like. And if it felt great for you, great. But then you look back at the video and you're like, wow, that kind of looks funny. Maybe I should adjust this and this. So like our body awareness may feel something really, really great. And then when we see it like in person, like on our phone, we're like, wow, I can actually make these adjustments. So like anyone with like low back pain or like, you know, saying people's knees are weak, that they can't handle a squat, there has to be a better way to start off in a, in a better baseline. Yeah. So it's just kind of building up those skills again with something new. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of times you don't think about that. You know, you watch video of you performing or competing with sports and then it's like, well, you can do that same thing, but with your gym exercises. For you, you had mentioned that, you know, you had some sprained ankles, you know, you had those injuries. Did you see any of those long-term effects or were you able to kind of, you know, like kind of fix it once? and now it's feeling better? Really great question. So with that uh, ankle sprain, it's actually my left ankle. And I know a lot of athletes can probably relate to this. Um, when you have like an ankle sprain or any injury, that part of your body ends up actually being the stronger part of your body because you rehabbed it so well. And that like my right leg isn't as strong as my left because I focus so much rehabbing on that left side. So now my goal is like, okay, now I got to really work on my, my right side balance. And, um, I learned, uh, learned a lot from that. Like, I'm sure everyone learns something from their injury. Like, wow, like this twerk doesn't feel right. Or, you know, um, my left side is way stronger than my right. And um, another injury that I've had is two shoulder impingements. And I remember when I was working with the physical therapist as an intern, and I also was working as a PT aide, was that they're like, if you don't take care of your shoulders now, you're going to be put your, you're going to put yourself at risk for a huge injury. So in cheer, like we were doing a lot of overhead press, right. And then even for volleyball, it was like that hunch over, like when we were about to like volley or and I was also a setter. So a lot of overhead for me and the roundings ended up being like a real issue. So I had to rehab the body and be really, really conscious about my movement. No, that's really interesting that you mentioned that too, of like, okay, you're rehabbing the left side and then you have so much focus on it, it becomes so much stronger. And then it's like, wait, no, now this is my stronger leg compared to the other one. Yeah. 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 Cause that kind of goes to show you too, you know, it's like if you put that focus on a specific movement, say a movement you didn't think you could do, like you didn't think you could do squats because you have the weak knees. It's like something that you can train up to. Yeah, totally can train up to. And then you'll be so surprised. You're like, wow, I'm actually really strong. Yeah. What do you see is like the main issue with your brand new clients? Like when they're first starting with you, is there any like myths that they have about this or anything like that? So when people start training, they feel so overwhelmed. They're like, oh my gosh, I have to do this. Like this movement doesn't feel good. I feel weak. And I'm like, okay, 
let's, let's calm down. We're just going to take a moment to breathe and just, you know, it's day one. I want you to act. I always say this. I actually want you to remember this moment because 12 weeks from now, you're going to be like, what the hell was I thinking 12 weeks ago? Like, what am I complaining about? I can squat, I can deadlift, I can move like perfectly fine. It's just, sometimes it gets so overwhelming when you start, you're like, wow, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm doing. Um, am I doing this right? Am I going to put myself at risk for injury? Cause a lot of people will come in and they're like, I'm scared to get hurt because they just came from an injury. And I think that scared factor comes into play. And my part as a trainer is to trust me. And I'm like, all right, you signed up. You, you signed up because you trusted me. So let's, let's go all in. And um, I, don't want to, I don't even want you to think about, oh, my God, am I going to get hurt? The more you think about, am I going to get hurt, is a higher chance you will get hurt. That's really interesting because, you know, it's taking these experiences that you had before. You're like, okay, like I just spent all this time rehabbing my left ankle. I don't want to hurt it again, you know, and then you become so focused on it. And so, yeah, like almost fearful. Yeah, fearful. And I know um, people would like tear their ACL and that that is probably the one horrific thing ever. I'm sure like everyone listening, like if you ever tore your ACL, it's scary. And to think about moving again is like, you know, almost like PTSD thinking about it. And you're like, I, and you think that you actually got hurt from your ACL, like doing a squat, you never want to do a squat again. So reintroducing the pattern and like slowly, not like throwing it at them is um, key because it, it, it's also mental. Everything that we're doing is mental. Yeah, that's so important. And then I know that like another one of your things that you talk about a lot is how movement is medicine. Like what exactly does that mean? So movement is medicine. I, uh, one of my coaches say motion is lotion, right? So like if we're stay, if we're not moving, everything's going to feel super tight and short, but moving actually can feel so much better to your body. I'll use this as an example for everyone here. During the pandemic, I took up rollerblading. Um, haven't rollerbladed in like 20 years. Have you been rollerblading, Emily? I've been like once, but that sounds so fun. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to start rollerblading. I bought brand new, brand new skates. And I had a white claw in my hand and I was, and had my phone and I wanted to record my boyfriend. I slid down uh, the ramp of the garage and I literally landed so hard on my back, on my head. Like it was so bad. And my back was shot. And the first thing I thought about was, oh my gosh, I'm releasing an app. How can I move? I have to film videos. And my phone broke in half. I lost everything, lost all my content. And I was like, this is the biggest shit show ever. And I remember putting ice on my back and I was like, all right, so I'm going to ice for 20 minutes and then I'm going to start doing some movement. I need to move my body. If, so the moment we get hurt, like it's a complete shock to our muscles, right? They're like constricted. And once we're able to move, it kind of loosens up the muscles to the point that we're like, okay, it actually decreased pain. But we're also, um, yes, the pain level is going to still be there, but we don't want our muscles to get stuck in that position. So at that moment, I was like, movement is medicine right here. I'm not taking any pain relief medicines. I'm not going to the doctor. I know I'm fine. I just need to move my body. And that's exactly what I did. It took maybe maybe three to four weeks for me to be fully, fully back. I can do single leg deadlifts again and feel fine. It's just, you know, when you get hurt, everyone is like, doctors like, just rest. You know, laying in your bed is like the mainstream therapy that we need to get out of. You know, yes, rest for your day or two, but you cannot be laying down for two weeks. That's going to actually do more harm to your body. So um, moving your body is actually your medicine. That's a really great way to look at it because, you know, obviously there's the big injuries, but when it's something on this level where you're like, okay, like I can still move somewhat, like, let me start with these little motion, 
like not just lay down. And that's such a different way to look at it than kind of like everything that we are usually told is usually like, oh, this hurts a little bit, rest it until it doesn't anymore. Yeah, just just rest. So and you know, a lot of coaches, we talk about our pain threshold, you know, like if it's actually at the top, and you're like, I can't handle anymore. That's when we're like, all right, that's it, go home. You know, but if your pain threshold is like halfway through and you're kind of feeling it, we can most likely push through. This is like kind of a sign like, okay, you are getting stronger. There, there's a point where your training is at and you're like, all right, um, I don't want to give up. And, you know, and then the next day, if it does feel a little funny, that's a cue for all of us coaches. Like, okay, we pushed a little too hard. So we're going to scale back just a little bit, but it's, you know, it's trial and error. We can't just keep resting our body because it's not going to do any good for us. Yeah. So it's kind of finding that midpoint of, is it hard or is it painful? And then, you know, you can push through the hard. That's really interesting too. And so with your clients, do you ever work with someone who might be injured, say they have like an arm injury, but they still are working out and they're like building leg muscle, things like that? What do you, how do you recommend people move if they still want to move and they're injured? Clients with like arm injuries or any like upper body, they actually don't train. And I wish they did, but it's more psychological for them. I can't say you have to train whatever else. I'll give them as much influence as I can that, you know, not pushing them too hard that it pushes them away. But um, yeah, if you're able to do leg exercises and still be active and you're, you have like, let's say a cast in your arm, I say do it. You know, we're still moving our body. Um, no excuses, you know, like stop, you know, my biggest suggestion is stop feeling bad for yourself. You know, everyone is going through something and the best way to take care of yourself is to move. Yeah, I like that. You're kind of just giving that permission of just because your arm's broken or maybe like you have something going on with some part of your body doesn't mean that you just have to rest everything completely. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to rest completely, um, but also be safe with your body. So it's also like kind of, this is like where the, it gets really gray. Like you wanna be safe with your body, but you also wanna be proactive. So I'm not saying work out like six days a week, maybe move like three days a week. It's better, three days a week is better than no days a week. Yeah, that's awesome. And then, like my last question for you here is what are you personally working on in your health and fitness journey? Ooh, so what am I working on? So I'm definitely working on getting rid of this quarantine weight. I'm sure a lot of people can agree. Um, so yeah, working on that and just, you know, being as healthy as possible. I'm in, um, in the middle of looking at houses with my boyfriend. So um, I just can't wait to be in our home so we can cook meals and um, just I don't know, just feeling a different space. So my health and fitness journey has been definitely like, okay, let's get back to what it was pre pandemic, because I was working in the city. And I was walking a lot like I think I was hitting like, minimum 15,000 steps like minimum. And now I'm barely getting 5000. I think I'm maybe getting 4000. So my goal right now is to get my steps in get back to where I was before because, you know, we are spending so much time sitting down. I am spending a lot of time editing videos and training clients online. Like I'm sitting down. Sometimes I actually was going to take our call standing up, but I was like, no, I think I'll sit down. <laughs> I don't think I'll sit down for this. But yeah, definitely um, getting back on track, which I think I'm doing a good job. Yeah, no, that walking is so underestimated because I also used to work in the city. So I'm in Boston. And yeah, so I was walking everywhere. And then the pandemic started. And even if I did a workout, I was still burning less calories overall because I just wasn't walking anywhere. Like I would just be walking from my bedroom to the living room to go work out. Yeah. And yeah, we can never underestimate the beauty of walking and getting our steps in. 
gosh, I miss it. Don't you miss being in the city? Oh yeah. Everything feels like constricted and um, I would love for us to just like go out in the wild of the city. Yeah. And then the last thing that you kind of mentioned too, with like, you know, you're looking at a new place to live, kind of getting into that routine again. I don't want to like speak for you, but I think that a lot of us, you know, when the pandemic started, a lot of the actions that we're taking were really like reaction. Yes. Like, oh, gym's just closed. So now I have to do this or just like switching up based on what was going on. And now I think we've kind of all collectively got into a space of like, okay, maybe I should start creating a routine (laughs) that I like and that I can consistently follow now. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Emily, I love that. Like it was in reaction mode. Everyone is in reaction mode. No one knew what to do. Like we were just like, okay, we'll do this. We'll do that. And like, now that it's kind of calming down a little bit, we're kind of trying to understand like what's good for our schedule and what works. And, um, we kind of like have adapted. I, I mean, shout out to everyone who moved from like, in person to you know the online space we all had to move so quickly you had to pivot and it, it definitely wasn't easy but you know it shows a lot of resilience for, for everyone i love that i love your story thank you so much for joining us i would love to give you the time now to talk about what your program is how people can take it and just where to find you thank you so you guys can go ahead and find me um i'm training with t so you guys can go ahead and find me on instagram at training underscore with underscore t and that's me on instagram um you guys can find my website trainingwitht.com. I have everything listed. So I do talk about my Move Better programs, my signature 12-week program. We just closed our round for 2020, but most likely we'll be coming around for 2021. So if you are a D1 athlete or an athlete and you've had an injury and you've been thinking about joining a program or you need that schedule, you're kind of craving for it. I have D1 athlete on my program right now. She really needed that. She had a bunch of injuries. And she wanted to actually learn how to move her body. And I think um, as an athlete, we they didn't really focus on that. They're like, as long as you get the heavy lifts, as long as you can perform and you're really good at your performance, let's go. And it wasn't kind of focused on the corrective exercise portion. So that's where I really like to bring you guys to. And then um, you guys can find me training with T app. You can find me on the Apple store, your Android. Uh, and yeah, work out with me. You guys will get your first week free. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'll be including those links below. And if this sounds like you, you know, you're all on performance, just focusing on your sport. And now you're like, actually, I should start recovering (laughs) some parts. I should start focusing on this corrective exercise. Go find her. And yeah, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast, do me a favor and take a screenshot right now and post it on your Instagram story. You can tag me at Girls Gone Healthy Podcast at Girls Gone Healthy Podcast. Come say hi, come say what's up. I'd love to connect with you and this would help support me to continue bringing you free content. See you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.